Welcome to episode number 133 of Take Him With You for August 21st, 2011. Should be a good episode today. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and your miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. Today on the episode, we have a cool interview with Jen. Yep. From the Anomaly podcast. Yep, I listen to all their podcasts. And so it should be fun. Mm -hmm. We're actually talking about our subject today is when good relationships go bad. Bum, 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 bum. That's interesting sound effects there. You like my sound effects? Always, dear, always. Yes, so stick around for that. Plus, we're going to talk about searching for the HP tablet that was on sale and more. So uh, stick around, everybody. I don't know what's going on with my microphone there. A friendship will never die. You're gonna see it's a destiny. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. I always liked that song. Yeah, it's um, from one of our favorite kids' movies, too. Toy Story. Yes. Uh, you know, I bawled like a baby on Toy Story 3, though. That was just... Yeah. It was well, too it tough. Was, it was very sentimental for us, because when our boys were little, Andrew had a cowboy room with cowboy um, Woody. Woody, and Nathan had a Buzz Lightyear space bedroom. Space Ranger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Those were the days. Yes, yes. It. I even had um, little clouds painted on Andrew's bedroom wall, so it looked like the Toy Story movie. And bedroom. our daughter happened to have Jesse as one of her favorite toys. Yep. And even though our kids have grown up and they're not little kids anymore, there's still a little soft spot in there for Toy Story. Yeah. And um, we we're down to one little bin of toys out of three rooms full. And the and neighbor kids love the the Toy Story things the best. Yeah. And those Go are figure. ones that I probably never will give away. I'll keep them for my grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of fun. So that's not what we're talking about today, though. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking, we're interviewing Jen Rhodes from the Anomaly podcast mm -hmm. on an experience that she had um, with a friend that kind of went from, well, it, I'll, we'll save it for the interview, but something that's happened in a lot of our lives where we might be friendly with somebody and then we realize down the road that they are a difficult person. And uh, we're going to talk about how she dealt with that. And then some tips and ideas on having healthy friendships and relationships in our lives. And this is kind of kicking off a new series because uh, today we're going to be talking about friendships and things like that. We probably do one on family coming up. And then um, and then we've got a couple of folks that we're interviewing on divorce recovery. People that have gone through a divorce and had a real broken relationship. And now how did they get on the other side of that? And how are they dealing with things now? 
And and so at least this week and then the, the week on divorce, we're, we're kind of really exploring how to get over loss. Well, and yeah. How, well, you know, yeah. sometimes, you know, whether it's a friendship or a marriage, if, if those things dissolve and, and don't work out well, how, how do you get through that? How do you break away from toxic relationships? And also, how do you... Strengthen the good ones and mm-hmm. yeah, and find good friends and and, and mm-hmm. people that you want to be with. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be really good. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment and we'll talk about what's going on at our house and then we'll introduce the interview. Stick around. Hi, my name's Al and my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth. In our show... Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, Check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day. Guess what? What? Our friends Alan Joyce, the folks that do the podcast, the Tales from the Mouse House, mm-hmm. are in Disneyland as we record this. Wow. I've been getting tweets and pictures. He showed me a picture of a corn dog. You know, mm. I've been thinking about about going vegan and going not eating meat and dairy anymore. Oh, boy. But... I think I'd have to make an exception if I went to Disneyland for hand-dipped corn dog. Ah, uh, yeah, that looked really good. And then I'd probably be sick afterwards. But <laughs> they showed me—I don't know where they found this—but they they sent me a picture of the Dharma van from Lost. Oh, really? I don't know why it was at Disneyland. Huh? I have no idea. But they're at the Expo Expo something. I can't remember the name of it. But you'll hear more about that on their Tales from the Mouse House podcast, which I listen to. Uh, you know, it's funny. Um, they've kind of made me want to go back to Disneyland, but I kind of want to go with them or somebody that knows what they're doing because it sounds like there's a lot more cool stuff there than just going as a just a person to go to par- to the park. Yeah. Well, when I went with my daughter, her main thing was going on all the rides. Right. Because she's a wild, wild rider. But you know, she if likes you, wild you have to go for a few days in a row for that to be the case, because you have to stand in line forever. Mm-hmm. And I think if you, there's a lot more in the park than just the rides, there's hidden Mickey's and there's history there and there's different shops and and restaurants and, and if you listen to the podcast you find out about you find out about that and it's really cool plus they have the new star tours uh the new uh, uh one where you, when you ride it you get a different adventure like there's what i can't remember there was a whole review on tales from the mouse house that mm-hmm. we what that i listened to that was just awesome about the new star tours a uh, guy went and wrote it and told us all about it it was really cool I, I'd like to see that again. Yeah. But that, you got to stand in line forever. I'd like to see the new Star Tours. But um, when Catherine and I went, when she was like nine, I remember we stood in line probably four or five times to get pictures with the different characters. Of Star Wars? No. Just like the Disney characters. Like oh. Jesse and the Little Mermaid and I didn't know different this. people. Do we have pictures of those? And no, because we would stand in line for like a half an hour and by the time it was almost our turn to go up, sometimes we were still way far back, um, 
that they had to leave because they'd had problems in the past with their actors fainting and getting heat stroke because those costumes are really hot. Right. And so they can only be in the costumes for a certain amount of time, and then they whisk them back behind the scenes and take take those big heads off and let them cool down and drink stuff. Wow. Can you imagine if your job was decapitating the characters at the park? (laughs) No. So our our sad thing is she didn't get a picture with Jesse. She really oh. wanted a picture with Jesse. Well, she wasn't really Jesse. It was a it was a puppet kind of thing. They weren't puppets. They were people inside a big costume. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's exciting that Al and Joyce yeah, are in Disneyland right go. now. I'm so excited for them and Maybe we're they looking can get Catherine to a picture of Jesse. I don't know. No. <laughs> they're not listening to this podcast while they're there. They're having probably a good time. Probably not. And, and Catherine probably, you know, she's almost 16 years old. So yeah. it's not quite the same as a nine-year-old. But I think that it would be fun to take all of our kids to Disneyland as as big kids. And there's American Adventure that you guys have never been to. The boys and you. Yeah, California. California Adventure. What did I call it? American <laughs> Adventure. American Adventure. Um, California Adventure. Is that? Oh, okay. California Adventure. Adventure. Okay. Or is it Cal- over California or something like that? The, that's Soaring Over California. Soaring Over that's California. A that's a cool ride. Yeah. Yeah. We went on that ride. That was it. Catherine wanted to go on this really big, huge roller coaster. And I said, um, no. <laughs> you didn't take her on a roller coaster? Oh, we went on all of the rides except for the Matterhorn, I think, in Disneyland. Mm. But we went on all the other ones. I always got the Matterhorn um, confused with Butterhorns. <laughs> My grandpa used to have Butterhorns in his uh, his restaurant. Oh, did Grandma make them? Mm-hmm. And they were to die for. Yeah. My mom used Literally. to make really, yeah. Like, talk about artery clogging. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was bad. Lots yeah. of butter there. Yes. In a butterhorn. So Matterhorn. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we need to talk about what's going on in our house and then get right into our interview today because it's a fairly in-depth and a pretty cool interview that we want to get to. So uh, what's going on at our house this week? Um. Well. What did just, go on? What went on this last week? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I worked all over the place, Aberdeen, Hoquiam, Tenino, Olympia, Raymond, and then Thursday and Friday, I worked in Raymond both days, and um, Catherine came with me. Oh, cool. And she got to see one of my clients um, has a little side business raising miniature ponies, and they had eight ponies, and so she and got to go see them. Isn't that the lady that when you talk to on the phone, it's always really hard to understand her because she's a little horse? No. Get it? A little no, horse. I get it, but no. But <sighs> so she, so got, she got to see miniature ponies. Yeah, they're cute little. They're only about three, four feet tall. Wow, that's cool. And um, they have little carts that they pull. And really, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I didn't know anything about this. Yeah, so she got to see that, and then um, we, did she have the pony anything up there? Uh, I don't know what that means, but that's okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, we went. We went and had. Um, we watched Soul Surfer with my mom. Soul Surfer, what's house. that? It's a movie. Oh, which, I, yes, which I know. What you're I think about. we should review that movie because you. We, we brought it back and we said, "Oh, you'll like it." And so you and Andrew watched it with us Saturday. Okay. Or no, Friday. Friday. Friday night, and Catherine and I gave it 
Okay, you know, so like, let's tell everybody what it is first. Before you, you, you got to tell everybody what it is first. Oh, Soul Surfer. It's it's a movie that's been out in the theaters, and then um, it Starring came out. Starring what's her name from Bridge to Terabithia. You know, I don't think I can say her name. It's yeah, like a, Anna Rob something. Anna Rob. Yeah, it's it sounds like a Russian name or something. It's a kind of a hard name to Probably say. Probably should look it up before we go talking about it anyway. But it had a lot of, um, for your sci-fi friends, it had um, the guy that played Hercules and... Yeah, um, Kevin Sorbo. And he was also a, a sci-fi spaceship captain on Andromeda. Yeah. And then... He was in it. Another one of your favorite actors who was in the movie Frequency was on there. Quaid. Den- was it Dennis Quaid? It's one of them. Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple Quaid brothers, but yeah, I think it's Dennis Quaid. Yeah. And Helen um, Hunt. Helen Hunt played the, played mom. the mom. And then um, then there, the girl from Bridge to Terabithia um, played the main character who um, had her arm bitten off by a shark. And wow. she was a surfer. Wasn't quite as scary as Jaws, though. No. And and it was kind of cool because it had the real actress on there. Or not the real actress. The real person. This is Oh, this is a true story? This is a true story. You knew that. Well, you're not explaining it very well. So I'm trying to <laughs> prompt you. Okay. To, it to... had the, the real person who the story was about. And she um, talked about sharks and how she thought that sharks. In the movie? And the behind the scenes. Oh, okay. She talked about how she thought that sharks were, you know, part of God's plan for the ocean and that they were beautiful creatures, even though they even took though they bit her arm, arm off. I don't know about that. And they took a huge bite out of the um, out of her surfboard too. Yeah. Of course, surfboards are easier to replace than your arm, but yeah. But she, within just a couple months, she was back in the ocean again. Well, she came from a surfing family. You don't mm-hmm. want to give away everything, but the the movie. Okay, so my my point. It was very you, inspirational. You really liked it. It's a little bit corny. Just a tiny. You know, Carrie Underwood was in it. Carrie Underwear. <sighs> okay, it's not Underwear. It's Underwood, and I really love Carrie Underwood as a. <laughs> almost said it wrong. Almost got you to say underwear. <laughs> I love her as a kind of country pop singer. I just think she's really sweet. I love her. Um, songs that she does and um, the yeah, she Jesus really, Take the Wheel yeah, and there's a lot cool. of really cool yeah. songs that she does. And she plays the youth she, minister in the It was kind of her movie. acting debut and yeah, you could tell. You could tell a little bit. I think They took a few deleted scenes out and I'm glad they did because she wasn't very good in them. She you know, you could tell that this wasn't her her um main craft, I guess I could say. It wasn't her the best thing she was at. She's a great singer. She's no Ice T. Um, but she's she's no Justin Timberlake. I, I think she just has a little bit improvement. She's no Hannah done, Montana or Miley Cyrus on her acting. Yeah, but um, but they had some really great actors in it. Um, and I think overall it was a really good movie. And the the main character, the the girl that played the main, um surfer girl um she did a fabulous job she was very believable very oh, natural yeah. the, the actor the acting for the f- the, the family members was excellent mm-hmm. uh, what i found fascinating about the movie was 
the way that they they shot the surfing scenes they there was a few shots that were absolutely stunning i was really mm-hmm. surprised at how they got the the uh amazing shots and and from what i and when we watched the behind the scenes thing i actually enjoyed the behind the scenes things more than the movie yeah i think i did too actually because you got to see the real person and she talked Mm -hmm. about her ordeal and her faith and 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 they actually showed footage of her you know surfing and it was pretty amazing but uh the the way that they got the shots and everything was just fascinating so you know i recommend i i would say i recommend the movie it wasn't like an action thriller or anything but it definitely was a human interest story called soul surfer and you, it's rated pg mm-hmm. and you can get it uh, just about everywhere now and i recommend but watch the behind the scenes stuff after yes, you're done watching definitely. the movie cuz it's really good and we got it at redbox where it's only a dollar a day that so here in the, in the states in not the states, everywhere do they yeah. have red boxes over in England, they have blue boxes. Is that for Doctor Who? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Sometimes the red boxes here are blue, which is kind of weird. Okay. But uh, anyway. Well, I would definitely recommend it. And one thing I liked about it, since we have a spiritual podcast, I need to point out that um, the family in the movie was very spiritual. Yeah. Um. And I like well, they the were believer, fact, they were believers in Christ, but they weren't weirdos. I like the fact that it didn't portray them, and I don't think they are in real life. They di- it didn't portray them as weirdos. It it just portrayed them as everyday people that had faith. Yeah, which was really and which was I like is, that. which is really the majority of believers in the world today mm-hmm. are not the fanatics that you see covered on TV or the televangelists or mm-hmm. the or the extremists, you know. <coughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They I, were just, they were God lovers. They were people that loved Jesus. They were and... real, honest, genuine people. And when you actually met them for real on the behind the scenes stuff, mm-hmm. you could tell they were very authentic and genuine people. And that's, I wish there was more movies like that that portrayed faith in a positive way. I, I think they had a very positive light in it, on it. You know, they were real. <coughs> um, one thing, I don't think I'll give away too much, but if you watch the behind the scenes you see that the girl who lost her arm um, went on to do quite a bit of wor- work with w- World Vision. I'm mm-hmm. kind of stuttering here. <laughs> but World Vision, <coughs> and um, it's a really great organization. When we were youth pastors... There's a lot of rescue work and relief mm-hmm, work. When we were youth pastors, um, we did several things um, to help raise funds for World Vision. We would do um, 30-hour famines where we would have the youth group... Um, give pledges um for they would fast for 30 hours and they'd have people the um, people do pledges for every hour like 10 cents an hour that they didn't eat or whatever it was so that um they would raise money for the hungry and it was a neat way because here in the united states there are a lot of people that have never gone a day without food and so sorry this is my microphone bumping around sorry so we've had a we had a good time with the youth when we used to do that. Um, yeah, we we actually gave them juice if they started getting shaky or something. <laughs> but they would give up food for um, a day Sorry, and a half um, in order to raise money for the hungry around the world. Speaking of food, fun. I have a piece of coconut stuck in my throat. Sorry, coconut. Where yeah. do you get coconut? Well, it's the the swallows brought them. They, they were European <laughs> swallows. Oh, okay. That and it's sense. not a matter of weight ratio. Well, no, it's Great not a matter of where he grips it. It's the, no, it's the matter of weight ratios. Weight ratios. African five, or European? Five-pound sparrow. 
No, no. A two-pound sparrow can't. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so what I did this last week, other than watch the movie with you. Which was... I was glad because you don't sit down and watch nah. movies with me very often. Sometimes. If it's sci-fi, it might be cool. <laughs> but I, I uh, actually was busy this week doing a project for Stefan Sonic from The the Martians Are Here, uh, doing his Rose of Mars series. I recorded another chapter in the in the commercial version and uh, got that all done and sent it off. And now, just this morning in my email, I have all the edits that I get to do this weekend and a couple of other things to record. So I've got some work to do, and that's good. You're meeting with a couple that you're doing a wedding ceremony Yeah, I'll meet with today. them today after I do the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast here in a half hour or so mm-hmm. with uh, a bunch of my friends from the Trex and Sci-Fi forum. And you should go visit because it's really cool. It's treksandsci-fi.com. <clears throat> also, wanted to mention another place that I've kind of signed up and started uh, kind of just looking over a little bit, and it's starbase75.com. Quite fun if you're a Trekkie. Go check it out. Starbase75.com. I have a hard time keeping up with... um, That's my daughter walking down the steps. I have a hard time keeping up with Trex and Sci-Fi. I put a a new video of our dog Jade popping a basketball. Yes, she she went back and helped me water the vegetable garden this morning. That's why she was all wet when she came to see me? Yeah, and so while she's back there, she found a basketball in the shed. Oh, yes, she loves that. We're kind of working on getting the, the shed cleaned out. Not very far along on that, but Jade helped. So she my wife says, come that. here and film this, but don't film me. <laughs> so so I filmed her. The, it's she got a hot a, day. I'm. I'm. Um, she got a cucumber out of the garden, and then she got a smiley face basketball, which Jade popped with un, under one minute. Yes. And you can watch that on our YouTube it's channel. It's not a very long video. Go to YouTube.com slash Rick Moyer 777. You can not only see um, Jade pop the basketball, but you can also look at the progress of my electric blue daisies my zinnias mm-hmm. and my um you um, saw one of our cucumbers no, no, the first i already cucumber. said that oh. what, but what's you interrupted me marigolds, okay. marigolds marigolds you also have some icicle flowers yeah they, they haven't, haven't bloomed yet though they haven't grown those before and then another exciting thing bob the cat you know the voice i do for bob the cat mm-hmm. hey pups and kits that voice mm-hmm. well i another episode is out of bob the cat and this time it's the the uh, tilt, what is it called, Catherine? Uh, pug tilt head pugs or something like what are you that. Talking about? The new Bob the Cat video was out today. You watched it with me. Bob the Cat video on petzet.com. You can't remember what it was called. She watched it with the little pugs that had their heads go back and forth, the dogs. I you sat right there and watched it with me. Oh my gosh, she's got she's in a time warp or something. Go she to just got back from a walk. Go to pet p e t dash zet z e t dot com and then scroll down to the blog part and look at episode number two of Zinema. Catherine has the name of it. Pug head tilts. Pug head tilts is the name of it. Hmm. I and haven't seen that yet. So you'll get a kick out of that. Everybody's got to go check it out. That's uh, I did 13 episodes, so 11 more to go. Catherine just, just took Jade on a walk, so Jade's here panting next to us. Excellent. Well, why don't we go ahead um, and jump into, other than the fact that oh, there's one other thing that we did today that I was very sad. HP did this really interesting thing with their tablets. Um, they came out for 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. They reduced them today. 
on the well, we were recording on Saturday, the twentieth of August. It, even mm-hmm. though it comes out on the twenty first, and they today reduced the price. They're discontinuing. They're not going to go into that market now. And they knocked them down to 150 and 100 dollars respectively, mm-hmm. and they had some. And guess what happened? They I were sold out. I didn't get to Staples in time. I was going to get you one because I really want to get you an iPad, mm-hmm. but they're really expensive. So I figured, well, we can get this closed out. You know, at least it has the surfing capabilities, <laughs> <coughs> and you can see Flash on it, unlike you know my iPad. But uh, no, nowhere in Aberdeen had them. Yeah. They all sold out. Everybody did. Walmart, Staples, uh, Radio Shack, nobody, Sears sold out of them. So that's all the only places that sell electronics in Aberdeen because it's a little tiny. Well, I still have my iPod (coughs) Touch though, and with work, I can't. I think it'd be awkward carrying a big tablet around while I do yard work and housework. Though, I think the iPod Touch fits in my pocket better. I mean, a tablet would be nice in the evenings around the home, but. I I don't think it'd work very well while I'm working around outside. You'd be surprised at how well it would, dear. Oh, you think well, so? Well, you get a little uh, really cool case like my iPad has, and you'll dig it. Hmm. I should just get you an iPad. We've got to figure out how to do that. So we'll just have to do that. Okay, that's good for mm-hmm. um, good for everything going on in our house. Now, let's introduce um, the next subject right after this. I, and we're going to introduce Jen, and we're going to get into the interview. Big Brother? No. Survivor? No. The Office? Angela. Then what do we talk about? Gaming, sci-fi, fantasy, and geek stuff. Really? Yes. Cool. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And you need to listen to the Anomaly Podcast, where female and fandom converge. Find us online at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. The latest episode of Anomaly is quite fun, isn't it? Did you listen to it yet? Um, which one was it? And then I can tell you. The Empire Strikes Back. Wasn't that the last yeah, one? Yeah, I, I, I listened to that one. But I think there... Well, there's was, com- some well, supplementals there on Yeah, I listened to a supplemental about Comic-Con in... Um, oh, with Anne? With the, Anne. The correspondent Anne. And then uh, mm-hmm. I think didn't Casey and Anne and, uh, and Sue all do a... Uh, one on um, what's that show with David Bowie in it? Labyrinth. 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 Yeah, La- that, I can't say that it one right. came out quite a while ago. Oh well, I thought that was in the that feed. That was like a month or so ago. Well, I can always check. I, I I've got them right here, right here, ladies and gentlemen, in my iTunes. Yeah, it was the Lord of the Rings. The Two Towers was the last one. Oh, I'm not Did sure. you listen to that I one? I don't think I've listened to that one. I might need to download it. It's so. really good. It mm-hmm. was really, really well done. It Unlike the Spaceballs episode where they really only talked about Spaceballs for a little bit and then talked about the space program I and whatnot. I actually went only got halfway through Spaceballs because um, it... <laughs> I can't even say why. <laughs> why? Well, I was listening to it and while well, I was doing yard work one day and then... I stopped it halfway through because I was done. Right. And then every time I put it on my iPod charger, it talked about um, 
some of the inappropriate jokes that were on space. Oh, that's right. And it was so <laughs> and funny. And Catherine was like, Mom, well, what here, are you listening to? <laughs> here's the funny part. She puts her iPod in the charger in the bathroom, which is a speaker system. And as soon as she puts it in there and it was stuck on that one part, Every time it would it would be start talking about these inappropriate jokes on the spaceballs, and it would go throughout our house. It was hilarious. But anyway, you need to listen <laughs> to the rest of that episode because okay, they talk I about the space program and a bunch of other stuff. But on this particular one that they do, the two towers, really in depth and really quite good as far as the comments that people gave about mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, and I even have one of my songs on there. The remember the little ditty about Frodo and Sam. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. <coughs> coconut stuck in my throat. <clears> throat> Sorry. You need to stop eating coconuts whole. Uh, well, yeah, those are a little big. <laughs> so, anyway, take a look at that. It's really, yeah, really quite cool. Okay. It's the Anomaly Podcast. Take a listen. You can find them at anomalypodcast.com, mm-hmm. and they're really cool. And speaking of anomalypodcast.com, mm-hmm. today on the show, we are going to talk about when good relationships go bad and how to deal with that and some things that really would be better as far as friendship is concerned in the long run. We interviewed Jen Rhodes, who is just a fabulous person to interview. Um, Her and her husband are just uh, really cool friends of our podcast, and Mm -hmm. we've been uh, friends with them for quite a few years now, and we talk back and forth quite a bit, and we really appreciate them. And, and, And a quick happy birthday to Jen, too. Her birthday's next weekend. So, mm. happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And be expecting a nice card. Rick found one of the world's best cards for It you. is cool. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I liked it. I can't believe you said that now. Well, it shall, shall be... Don't say anything in more. In anticipation all week for her card. It's a very cool one. It's the best one I've found in a long, 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 long time. time. Yeah. It's kind of sad that he found it because now... I, you can't get it for me. You can't probably get it for him, even though Rick would have liked the card. The only thing that would have made it better is if they had a TNG one. That would have made it better. Well, now you know. Now she'll no, know that, no, she doesn't know anything. Yeah, sure. She doesn't know anything. Uh-huh. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, when good friends go bad, an interview with Jen. Right here on Taking With You. We'll be back after this uh, interview to introduce next week. When you're down and trouble and you need a helping hand and nothing, oh, nothing's going right. Close your eyes and think of me And soon I will be there To brighten up even your darkest night You just call out my name And you know where got to do is call and I'll be there yeah 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 you've 
got a friend If the sky above you Well, with us in the studio through the magic of Skype is Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi. How are you? I am doing great. Amy, how are you? I'm fine. I'm right behind you, dear. Right behind me. Only because of our studio. Uh, yeah, I have so many cords around it. that she can't sit next to me. The way we have you, it set up. Yeah. Do you have a multi-million dollar studio like me and Angela? Absolutely. And <laughs> we, we take pride in our multi-million dollar... Held together with masking tape. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> now, everybody check your email because I have my email in the background. And they people get all upset because they hear that little ding sound. And they think their email came through, but it really was me, and it's recording <laughs> onto this interview. So just everybody check your email. Excellent. Okay, good. Well, <laughs> Jan, we're so glad that you're with us. Uh, you are uh, the co-host of the Anomaly podcast. Is that true? I am. I also, I'm also a friend of you and Amy, and I met you on the Treks and Sci-Fi boards a long time ago. <laughs> a long, a long time ago, before the Anomaly mm-hmm. podcast existed. No, I think we... We were recording back oh, then. Oh, you were, but you, but you I think so. You never put that episode out, did you? Uh, we took it down. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us are a little nervous about our first podcast. It's like, yeah, ooh, ooh touch and go, touch and go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I heard something on one of your podcasts about how you lost some of your podcasts because of changing servers. They or got something. them back. Or you got them back? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We need to clean the feed up a little bit. There are some tests in there that we were doing to make sure it worked. They're still up there. <laughs> There's yeah. some promos we put up for Anne, who is one of the hosts of Anomaly Supplemental. It doesn't play. So, yeah, there's a little maintenance we have to do, but it still works. Yes, good. which is a good yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a great yeah. thing. Well, we, we have known you guys for a long time, you and your husband. And, of course, we're so excited that you have Aaron now. That's so cool. Yeah. And I, I would imagine your life has changed quite a bit since you had a baby. Yes, it has for the better. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I would imagine. And now he's turned, uh, he's over one years old now. Yes, he is. He just turned one on July 5th. Oh, that must have been uh, 25th. <laughs> oh, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so did he enjoy cake? He ate cake with his thumb and index finger. Oh, man. That's how <laughs> I eat cake. dainty eater. <laughs> for, for real? Yes, for real. Oh, well, I'm not a dainty. Everyone that was there was very disappointed that my son didn't have cake all over his face. But the longer he sat there, the more he decided he liked it. And it, yeah, it, it became very messy. Yes, yes. And and yeah. that will be how it is in life. You know, as you go on, he will really like cake. I already know. Mm-hmm. And having and having raised two sons of my own, believe me, he won't stay a dainty eater. <laughs> it, it will get to be more messy. No. Yeah, one, no. at one point we were really thinking about buying a cow to put in our bag backyard uh because we go through so much milk it was just crazy yeah when when our when our grocery bill exceeded our mortgage you keep hitting knew, the microphone we knew dear. we were in trouble it's actually don't hit the microphone the microphone cord though don't hit the microphone cord yeah i was talking yeah well, with we did hands. have a cow <laughs> that we milked when i was growing up oh that's cool little known fact about jen Rhodes. Uh, what was yeah. his name or her name it was her name was lila lila the milk yes. cow yes and she liked to pick her nose with her tongue. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. But cows like that. Yeah. They yeah. have the biggest tongues ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a cow named Bobo, which was not a milk cow. 
But uh, we, the very first cow we ever had, we treated, we loved the cow. Oh my goodness. We would play Mistake. with him and feed him. Mistake. And he grew up and he was so cute. He followed me around. I had my little barn boots on and we loved him so much. And then one night we sat down for dinner and we had steak and we all uh, consumed oh it. And my dad at the very end of the meal goes, wasn't Bobo yummy? And we went, <laughs> <laughs> and we all ran to the bathroom to puke because uh oh that's horrible oh, i know and he laughed his head off and you know it took a, a few weeks until we ever ate beef again but then it was okay mm. but you know you just, that, that's what those kind of things you learn oh yeah that's what happens when you grow up on a farm yeah yes, yeah yes. well we're not talking about cows tonight even though we just did <laughs> we're, we're talking about relationships and specifically broken relationships because you know amy and i over the years of pastoring and and helping with people, you you run into just about everybody at one point in life has a, a has a relationship problem somehow, some way. Either they are in a situation where a divorce happens, and it's not just the the parents that go through it, but the kids go through it as well. It's not just a, a situation at work sometimes where a, a coworker you know, uh, messes you over and then you've got, you know, you get fired or whatever or laid off or they get fired or whatever. And you have these broken relationships there. It's, it's in every area of life. And so we wanted to talk uh, specifically on this very first podcast when we're talking about broken relationships and tips to restoring relationships, tips to moving on with life, because sometimes that can be devastating. We wanted to specifically talk about friendships and relationships with people that aren't necessarily our family. And I remember I remember when um, I was talking to you one day about something, I think one, a situation that was going on in my life, and you said, you know what, I had a situation kind of like that. And then you conveyed this story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I remembered that. And when we were talking about doing this program, you had mentioned, well, I remember when that certain thing happened to me and i thought it would be really interesting if you wouldn't mind because i know it's a personal story Mm -hmm. uh, but if you wouldn't mind kind of taking us through what happened and maybe some of the things that you learned through it as far as (laughs) broken relationships and and did it get restored or or maybe what you learned through the whole thing that you might do different the next time around Okay, where should I start? <laughs> uh, well, let's take it back to the beginning. Um, to the beginning. To the very beginning, because I think most people will be able to relate to at least, uh, you know, entering into a friendship with people that they might not know a lot about. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to try to do this without um, denigration. You know, I have moved on past this and I don't want to put her down or anything. I've forgiven her and we've moved on. So I'm going to do my best, but you know, things happened and I have to be honest about them. So, um, uh, we went to the same church and, uh, when we first started, when we first joined the church, David decided that we needed to be, um, we need to, to hang out with some of the people in our, in our young couples class. And I'm, <laughs> you probably wouldn't know this by, if you listen to my show, um, but I'm kind of antisocial and shy a little bit in person. And I don't like rubbing elbows. <laughs> I'm not a social butterfly. So it was, you know, David's encouragement that caused me to, you know, meet some people and hang out with them. And, and when I first met her, I decided I didn't like her. And David said that I was just being antisocial. <laughs> and so I needed to, you know, work harder to be her friend. So I did. And, um, she really liked me at first. And so 
you know, over time we didn't have very much, we didn't ever have anything really, we had nothing in common other than our faith in God. So, um, but we worked on a friendship and we ended up becoming best friends. I don't know how, but we did. And, um, um, well, wh- when did you realize that something was off kilter a little uh, bit? Yeah, that's where I'm getting, that's coming up next. Okay, all right, okay. She's kind of a mean, she was a mean-spirited person, first of all. And um, I, I think she actually admitted to me once that she was jealous of my relationship with Dave. And um, she would start just automatically, all of a sudden she started making fun of me in public I guess really? in in places like we would go to a like a, a a women's group or something and she would start making fun of something that I wore and you know Angela teases me all the time and I came from a big family where everyone teases one another but there's a difference between teasing and mean-spirited je- you know jab jabs or sure, you know, sure. put downs and stuff and and so I, I had a talk with her about it and you know she didn't seemed to think that there was, it was any big deal and kind of rolled her eyes about it, but it just kept happening and it kept happening and it kept happening. And we were friends for about four or five years. And then she just, it just snowballed. She became meaner and meaner and meaner. And, um, I think I told you, Rick, that I developed an anxiety attack or I have anxiety attacks now because of this. It's all stemmed from this. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, I never had a problem with it before, but when she would do things that would make me mad, my teeth would chatter. I would get so angry, my teeth would chatter. And that had wow. never happened before. So it just became like a, a, a poisonous relationship. Wow. I have to describe it that way because there's no other way toxic. To, to describe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To- toxic, yeah. yeah. It was toxic, yeah. And um, do you do you, so, do you think it was she was just a very difficult person like I mean cuz I know that there are times when in life that we meet someone and we might not know them well but once we do um they seem to always stir up trouble and always you know do that type of thing. Do you think she was just a difficult person or did she have a lot of things going on in her life that was causing this or what do you think it was? It was um I I've heard you talk about people who are egotistical and I think uh-huh. she you know after you your conversation, you know, I'm sorry, I'm nervous about this. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Why. It's all right. Um, I've heard you talk about it on your show before, and I really think that she was egotistical. Right. And that coupled with um, some things that had happened in her life just made it worse. Yeah. And and this is really, I think, what really happened that was horrible was that while I knew her, her father died tragically oh, and no. um i was with her through that and she um had a very hard time recovering from it yeah and one of her ways of coping i guess or was just to i don't know lash out at people who loved her i guess yeah so and it wasn't just me she was mean to other people too like her mother and her husband and sure, you know sure. so Anyway, well, I don't I, know. Did I answer your question on that one? Yeah, you did. And okay, okay. so so this whole situation happens. Mm-hmm. You realize that the relationship is going south pretty quick. Yeah. How did you deal with it? Did you did you confront her? Did you just walk away from oh, it? Oh yeah. How, what did you I do? Did. Well, I'm kind of. David says that when I get angry, I become articulate. 
<laughs> and I make very valid points. So you said I, wow. I should be a, a, a lawyer. A, a yeah. Lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would often talk to her about it, you know, and we would end up being arguments and um, <laughs> they would go nowhere. Right. And the, this happened over and over again. And we would, we, she would apologize, although now I don't think she really meant it. Right. We would, we'd get back on track and then it would happen again. And it was just over and over and over again. And I yeah. just got to where I decided that we weren't suited to be friends and I couldn't be her friend anymore, but I couldn't tell her that. Um, because I knew it would just end up into a, you know, being an argument again. Right. I, and I had gotten to the point where I had become a recluse because I didn't want to get go out. I, I'd stayed home a lot um, instead of going, you know, to social functions where I knew she'd be, or to church where I knew she'd be because we had mutual friends and they didn't know what was going on because I didn't feel like it would be right to talk about her behind right. her back like right. that, you right. know? So I kept it from them, but I don't know if she did the same, probably not. So, um, anyway, I just decided the best way to handle it was just never to deal with, her. you know, I just cut off all communication altogether. Right. And, um, I remember her husband would like, dude, <laughs> he just dropped by my house unannounced oh, no. and knock on the door and oh. I would run into the back and David <laughs> would go to the door and say, she doesn't want to talk to you guys. You know, she's, she's, you know, done with it. And, you... and he was like, we need to heal up. And <laughs> you know, it was just <laughs> drama, <laughs> drama. And I am like anti-drama. So it just really made me ill. It did. You, you know, you are describing... An absolutely <laughs> textbook case of a difficult person because yeah. we have a we have a, a, a <laughs> yeah narcissism is what it's called. There's a there's a wonderful book out called Crazy Makers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think it's in print anymore. You can get copies of it off of eBay, and I have got a copy or of it. Amazon, if somebody wants to borrow maybe. Amazon, um, but it's it has a survey in the book, and several of the things that you just mentioned. They ask in this book, and I remember taking the survey for the first time and going, oh, my gosh, because I knew people that were like this, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was me. I thought I had screwed it up, or somehow it was me that was caught, because that's exactly what a a difficult person does. They turn it around so you are the one that feels like you're messing up and that you're messing this whole thing up. But what it really is, is they, they get something, they get kudos they get great feelings. Well, not even feelings. They just feel in control when they can manipulate the relationship and make it miserable for other people, which which you'd never think that somebody would really do that. But there are well, people like it, that. It's a, a personality disorder, really. Usually there's been some kind of trauma yeah. in the person's life at a young age that's caused their emotions. I got to get you a little closer there. Um, I can't hear Caused you. their emotions to kind of stop Yeah. and, mm-hmm. and not... To fully develop. So they're not really able to really feel empathy to what you're going through. Yeah. And and it's interesting. People's personalities, like you, Jan, like me, are the ones that are more, what do you call it, susceptible? Is that the word? Uh, We seem to walk into those kind of things easier because... um, we are, well, a lot of times, I mean, not now, as I'm older, I'm not this way anymore, but we're kind of trusting and we just don't think that people would be like that. 
Her idealistic. Mm-hmm. Or idealistic <laughs> or whatever. I don't know if it's that. But it's just maybe a little bit naive when it comes to that there would be people out there that would really do that to me. Yeah. You know, and we we just take it for granted that people are good, you know, and, and when in fact there are some that aren't. And so it's, it is, it is difficult. Well, and it is a, it is a mental disorder or mental illness. And, yeah. And the sad part is we've done a lot of reading in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And if someone is a true narcissist, another word for them is sociopath. And and we're not talking like serial killer here. We're talking, yeah, but, but narcissism is a form of a sociopathic disorder mm-hmm. where it's all about them. Right. Mm-hmm. And and the the sad part is barring a miracle. Even with intensive treatment, they're only able to like reverse about one percent. I thought it was three percent. I I read one percent of these personality disorders. Um, that's not a very high cure rate. And, well, and and this is from also we were talking to a psychologist that is a Christian mm-hmm. that uh, works in the Christian in, the in a Minerth Meyer, Meyer Clinic. Meyer Clinic. Yeah. And they they also said that even in the it's the the success rate even in churches is very it's very Christian very counseling. little be, unless unless barring a miracle it's very difficult for these people to change and so the the question is what do you do about it mm-hmm. you know and and real interesting I always relate it this way and then you, you'll get a kick out of this do you remember Stargate Atlantis yeah. did you watch any of that. Um, do you remember the a little here and there? Do you remember the villain mm-hmm. in in it? It was the uh, a race called the Wraith. Mm-hmm. Well, there that that alien. What they would do it, for them to get energy and strength is they had suction cups on their hands, <laughs> and they would they would go to a human being or a animal or whatever, and they would place those suction cups on the living being, and they would suck the life out of them. And that person would would get all old and everything because they would literally suck the energy out of them into themselves, and that's how they lived. That's and how that they is, got their sustenance. That's how they maintain life. And you know what? That is exactly what some of these difficult people are like. That unless some unless you are you know giving them all sorts of kudos and worshiping them and letting them do everything they want to do, um, you know that's how they that's how they derive. The energy that they get, so it's really, yeah. really interesting by using people, and so. But it, if you ever tell them no, or that you don't think that something that they're doing is kind or right, then mm-hmm. they get very angry. Oh, I remember. Oh my gosh, I remember yes, one. That, t- that reminds yeah. me of some of the things that would happen. Is like yeah. David and I, they always wanted to go out with us every <laughs> single weekend, any spare moment that we had, and David and I liked spending time with each other. And sure, we wanted to like have some time to ourselves and they would get so upset if we we said no or sorry not this weekend or right uh, and also they she just needed constant like um affirmation affirmation of everything she did although she was she'd never return a favor right if i ever did something that you know would uh warrant a pat on the back she'd be the last person to give it yeah so and i I did know that it, it's probably more of a, a mental thing, but there, how do you get around that? There's yeah. no way. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, I can understand it and say to myself, you know, I'm really sorry for her and I, you know, and pray for her, but there's really nothing you can do about it. Like you're saying, Amy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and the only way I felt like I could 
you know, exit scene <laughs> was just to disappear, you know? Yeah. And I think I was telling you, Rick, that I felt really guilty about that. I have felt guilty about it for many years about how the right. way that I handled it. Sure. And because well, well, you know, that's not, it's against my nature. I, I am the person that uses way too many words in an email. <laughs> you know, I'd <laughs> like to have closure and, well, there's, and there's talk this, it out. Well, there's this thing, I think, when you're a believer and you read the Bible and you try to live by what it says, there there is a concept that, you know, when Jesus says, um, you know, if your neighbor... You know, if you get hit on one the, uh, one cheek, turn your other. You know, turn the other cheek and let them, You know, if they want the, if they want something, give them the shirt off your back. Walk the extra mile. You know, there there is this concept. Forgive seventy times seven. Right, there is this concept that basically, you know, well, and I don't believe that this is really true, but but I I do see where sometimes um, Christians or believers can derive this this let your friends walk all over you attitude because it's godly. And I mean, do you, did you feel that? Did, was that? Did that play into it at all? No, that is against my nature. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I'm the lawyer. <laughs> I'm oh, the person right. that should right. have been a lawyer. <laughs> sure, sure. So, so what did you do to take steps? I mean, obviously, you know, they probably don't live around you anymore, and and mm. you, you don't have a contact with them anymore. Um, what did you? What was some of the steps that started to help you feel a little bit better about losing that friendship? I made new friends. I met Angela, who, who is um, a very bold, spirited person, and um, doesn't. She has a lot of confidence, lots of confidence, almost, <laughs> almost too much confidence. But um, I like that about about her, and she didn't need me to hang out with her 24 seven and she didn't need my affirmation. You know what I mean? And she just wanted a friend. And so I just made new friends and, um, it, what, it helped me to kind of, how was that at first? Did you, were you kind of gearing up and thinking, Oh my gosh, I hope she doesn't turn out to be like this other person. Oh no. You weren't gun shy I, at all. I don't think, yeah, no, I wasn't gun shy. I, I think it all really, it didn't make me not trust people anymore. Oh, it just good. That's um, good. made me want to avoid this person at all costs. Like anytime right. I would see her coming, I I would not. I'm not kidding. I would shake, Ugh. and I would try to hide somewhere. And that is that is not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not me. But I I don't like arguing. I you, I debate. I like debating. But when it's futile arguing. I it's and just, that's all it would be, and even when she wanted to try to to um, make up, I hate using that term because it sounds like we were married or something. But, <laughs> um, but it was like a dysfunctional marriage. Sure. But sure. Um, you know, I I even told her at one point I was like, "Look, I had a sister three years younger than me, and we fought like cats and dogs, and you and I, and she never made me feel like this. this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's true. And, you know, my sister's a whole different story because we're buddies now. Sure. But um, it's just... We like uh, your sister, too. We think she's really cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm buddies with your sister, too, even though I've never met her. Yeah. <laughs> we play she's words awesome. with friends together. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't play words with friends with me. Well, she does with me. Well, we'll have to remedy that. <laughs> or she did. I think she may be too busy this summer. Yeah. But. I should probably give her a shout out. <laughs> 
Hi, Mickey. <laughs> but y'all know where is Michelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We She'd get probably a, be mad at me that I used her nickname. Well, we get a huge kick out of her post. She's oh, we love she her should have like a stories. blog about kids because she's she does. Ho- oh, she's so uh, funny. Her kids' stories. She's are a great so writer too. Funny. I just I love when she writes stuff. And she has a different style. She's more comedic. Yes, yes. She does so. definitely goes into. The- I can just picture the different things that she says about her little kids, and I'm going, oh, that's just so hilarious. <laughs> and it's all true. It's all true. <laughs> And I just start cracking up. I'll, I'll be reading her posts on Facebook. And Rick's going, what's going on? And She's laughing. Then she has reading to Reading Michelle's posts. <laughs> so, that answers it. So in the area of friendships then, um, do you think that one of the keys to moving on was just simply finding friends that were celebrating, not abusing? Yes. That was a major thing. To, you know... <sighs> I didn't have to realize that well, not all people were like that because I already knew it. I came from a healthy background. Yeah, you, you had know, good never relationships. Had friends yeah. that were like that before. I, you know, I and I knew that it wasn't normal, so um, it wasn't difficult me difficult for me to find new friends that weren't like that. You know, but I can sense it a mile away now. Sure. You know, when someone's well, and like, isn't that an interesting thing? I I've noticed that too. Um, before we went through some of these difficult situations with difficult people, we didn't see it as much. You know, we just kind of went through mm-hmm. life and just kind of thought, well, I wonder what's wrong with them, you know, but we never really saw it. And now it's it's a little bit scary because within the first half hour or so with a group of people, you can spot people that are like this. People mm-hmm. that are And then it's like, I'm not getting close to that person. <laughs> yeah, you know, like what I was saying, um, when I first met her and I decided that I did not want to be her friend. You probably should have gone with then, that. Yeah. I have a really good radar and I should have mm-hmm. trusted my Your gut. senses then. Yeah. Just like, yeah. you know, been nice to her and you know, not felt like I needed to be a buddy. Because... And I said I wasn't going to put her down, and I'm not going to. But one of the things that she did that um, would really bother me is that she judged everyone around her. Yeah. You know, and I really think that it was because she didn't feel good about herself. So she tore other people down to build herself up. And, you know, she judged people by what they wore, um, with how much they weighed. And she was very critical of her own weight. So, you know, to make herself feel better, she talked about how fat other people were. Yeah. That always bugged me, and I never did it. And I remember one time I apologized for her <laughs> oh, no. because she was so rude. And I was raised to treat um, the elderly with great respect, yes. you know? Yes. And I was so uncomfortable one time. We were at a church function, and um, an elderly man was visiting with us. And you know how grandfathers are. Sometimes they call you sugar or whatever. Well, they right. do in Texas. Right. And I'm I'm cool with it if it's an old an old guy that's my grandfather's age. Right. But um, she was really rude to him, oh, and no. and um, she got up to get something to drink, and I apologized to him for for. And I felt like you know I don't I shouldn't have to do this. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. there's something wrong here. You know that yeah. that sounds very familiar because we've been put in the same situation yeah. <laughs> where we felt like. Rick was had been working for someone who was very mean and said things right over the microphone in front of oh. hundreds of people that oh I'm going, I cannot believe he just said that. I know. And, and you know, I, I remember apologizing to people for him, you know, because that was just so mean. <laughs> and, yeah. And, but, you know, when people are real me-centered like that and narcissistic, it, I just really, they don't understand. They really don't. And... Um, it's hard because 
I, you know, you sometimes just have to, like you said, kind of protect yourself and mm-hmm. and, and count your or cut your losses, as I yeah. used to say. Well, and I think sometimes we we as a society think that it's weird to change friends, but really. If you really think about it, you know, I've heard this saying before, and I think it's true. Show me your friends, and I'll tell you what you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. And and if somebody's going to talk about people behind their backs, if they're going to go into elaborate detail and say a bunch of bad things, chances are when you're not in the room, they're going to do that to you, too. And I, I remember, I, I didn't, for some reason, I didn't get, grasp that concept at first. But then I realized, oh, okay, this is what's going on. And, you know... um, it just isn't right, you know, when, when that kind of stuff happens. And we really should go with our gut. And I, you know what I really think? It's not just our gut. I think it's, it, it, at least in, in a believer, I think it's the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that says, watch out. You know, well, be careful with this. And the Bible person. says in in um, the Old Testament, it says, above all else, guard your heart. Yeah. And one thing I taught my kids from a very young age, because I remember when our our son Andrew was like four years old and I was teaching his preschool Sunday school class. And there was this just wild hellion that just was wanting to <laughs> wild hellion. I that mean, sounds like was, a punk band, doesn't it? He was just this really naughty boy <laughs> and he was always wanting, you know, Andrew was really sweet and nice. And so he would somehow get, Andrew roped into being in the puppet theater when it wasn't puppet theater time, you know, and just doing all kinds of just naughty things. You know what I mean? You've probably seen a little boy like that. They're just get into everything they're not supposed to get into whenever they're not supposed to get into it. And mm-hmm. I remember having to sit Andrew down at that age, four years old, and say, I want you to always be friendly with everyone. But I want you to choose your best friends or your close friends wisely. You know, the wow, people Wow, you sound that... just like the Kung Fu master, Amy. Well, <laughs> But the... choose your friends wisely. Well, I wanted him <laughs> and all my kids and myself and my husband to, <laughs> to care about who you're going to allow to lead you and to speak into your life and to follow after. Well, to influence us. Because influence whether we like us. it or not, when we're friends with somebody, there, there is an influence that's uh-huh. there. Mm-hmm. And you can be kind and friendly to everyone. Jesus wants us to be loving and kind to everyone, but you don't have to let everyone influence you. And I, I to remember be yeah. part of like yeah. into your heart. Another one last thing is um, one of my favorite Christian authors, Robin Jones Gunn, describes your heart as a garden full of flowers Aww. that are, are your heart is a garden <laughs> full of flowers and that there's like a picket fence gate around your heart and that you only want to allow people into your innermost heart that you know won't trample on the flowers and destroy them wow mm-hmm. and you know whether you're talking about an intimate relationship like marriage or a close friendship you know, I think that's why God says, above all else, guard your heart. He's not saying not to be kind and genuine and loving, but you don't just let everybody in. You know, you don't let the swine in to come and trample on your heart, <laughs> trample yeah. over the garden of your heart. Oh, you need to respect and, and love yourself enough to not let yourself be trampled over and your heart be trampled over and smashed to bits. Yeah. So do you think... What would, I, like I said, I felt really guilty for a long time for ending the friendship that way. Would you say that 
that I did the right thing by guarding my art at that point and just saying, look, I tried everything. This is yes. the last thing. I'm, <laughs> Definitely. I'm, going, to, I'm Definitely. going to Helm's Deep. And probably like you were saying, because we had a couple of difficult personalities in our lives. A couple? <laughs> um, at least a couple. And you can ask Rick the very first time that I talked to them. I had, you know, you could call it discerning of spirits or woman's intuition or the Holy Spirit or something, but I, I sensed something shifty about them. And mm -hmm. I was like, uh, I'm not sure. There just seems something not right. And, you know, I've been married to this lady for 25 years, and she's never wrong on that type of stuff. And, you know, and sometimes, you know. I've learned that now. I didn't learn it then. And, and I remember another time when my, there is a situation with a business deal that my dad was going to get into. And I remember my mom going into the kitchen crying and like, oh, she knew, she knew it was not going to be a good thing. It ended up not being a good thing at all. And it caused some hard feelings. And it's like, I wish my dad would have listened to her because sometimes a woman will know something, you know? Well, it's and not just, a, sometimes not just a guy that. will know it too. And yeah. it's just a matter of, I think that's when it comes down to in a relationship that you you need to have mutual respect and listen to one another. If you if you're um uh you know a married person, there's a reason you are and and we need to be listening to each other because that's I think it's very important. Yeah. You know. And and like I said earlier um in all the books we've read about dealing with narcissistic personalities. Uh, yep, this is very true what she um, Almost all of them recommend just get out of there. Yep. Because you we, did the, you did the right you thing. did the right thing. We actually we didn't we, we didn't do the right thing. We were in a position where we kind of conf we confronted something because a lot of people were getting hurt and we didn't feel like we could just back away and hide, mm -hmm. <laughs> which uh, we would have liked to have done. And you know we had threats of lawsuits and uh. it was just a big mess because we stood up and said you need to stop abusing all these people. We had no idea what we were and, in store for, and it. You know, it was a big backlash, and so well, it changed everything. I think you chose the wiser route. Yes, you did. Well, <laughs> that's and, and what the books all yeah, say to all do. All the books say, don't take these folks on. Don't play the game with them. If there's any way to get a, get a, get out from their influence and not be with them, do that first. Yeah. And if you have to, if you have no choice but to be with them, then uh, they say, just don't take them on. Just don't do it, and try to find something else. I think there's a book out. Um, called dealing with difficult people uh -huh. mm -hmm. and it it gives some recommendations and of some like tips. how to set boundaries yeah. how to say you know because sometimes often um these kind of personalities will be in leadership roles yeah because they like to be important in power. and yeah. in power and you have and they'll often take advantage of their employees and expect them to work lots of overtime with no pay and you know and so it gives tips on how to say no, I can't do that. And or, establish you know, boundaries and it, without becoming a target, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is a really important but thing. But it's, it's a very challenging thing to do. So the number one thing they recommend is get away. <laughs> Run away. Run away. They had sharp, pointy teeth. <laughs> yeah, you know that it's weird that I still, I ha, it's, and it's very strange. I have dreams that we're friends. Yeah. And it's a healthy relationship. Yeah. It, I don't know why it's weird. 
I still have them. It's kind of like one of those dreams that, you know, you um, go to school all semester and you realize (laughs) at the end of the semester that you (laughs) never went to class. Right. You you have to take the final. Yeah. It's like one of those types of (laughs) dreams, only in my dream, it's the opposite because I don't feel like it's it's bad at all. We're just friends. Right. And I it's weird i don't know what that's about but maybe god gives you that just to know what it could have been like yeah maybe i guess which brings me to a great question what do you consider jen to be signs of a healthy friendship like let's say people are listening right now they can mm-hmm. totally relate with the story that you told and what we've been talking about um how can somebody look at the friendships in their life and determine if they're healthy or not well number one they don't put you down on a consistent basis you know act you know sometimes you get mad at each other and you might say something that you regret and you apologize for it or whatever but if they do it over and over and over again and don't realize they're doing it or don't care that they're doing it that's a big sign right there sure um that they're not healthy um i guess dave and angela and my sister and my mom they're all really good examples of my best friends and the one thing they all share in common is that they truly care about me you know they'll do anything for me yeah um they're there for me no matter what um for instance like angela one time i had to go to the doctor after aaron was born he was he was a newborn and nobody could take care of him at the doctor's office so angela drove from work (laughs) on her lunch break and stayed in the waiting room with with aaron and held him while i was in the doctor's with with the doctor so um, people who will do anything for you. I mean, not, not abusively, you know, you're not taking advantage of them, but the, they're willing to do things for you. Right. It's a give and take thing. They're not just taking, because that's mm-hmm. another thing. If someone's taking from you and they're never giving back, you're, that's not a friendship. You're right. You're just, mm-hmm. you're a resource. Right. You're convenient, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Um, well, I know you have some very good friendships, and that's that's why I asked because yeah. um, after going through something like that, you seem – I mean, I think most people savor the good relationship that they have after that because it's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, and it, and then it makes it pretty pretty good – I mean, you can see some things that just kind of um, – that just the personalities and the, and the, the actions of people that are your true friends that are mm-hmm. healthy really are different. Mm-hmm. That it's it's very obvious. I mean, if if you've had a healthy relationship with someone, a friendship, and then you you suddenly have this other friend who's the taker, the the psychic vampire that you were describing right. earlier, the, the wraith. It's obvious, you know, because you feel drained. Like I said, I, yeah, you really do. I do now experience anxiety attacks. It never was a problem before. Right. And so, I mean, it, it's, it, it takes a toll and the stress comes out emotionally, Sure. but it also, and it's also physically, you know, emo- draining. Sure. And so it, it's just unhealthy, no matter what, just, even if it's not physical abuse, verbal abuse is just as it's wrong. Bad. Oh, just yes. Just as wrong. Yes, it I is. I mean, even, even if there are people listening out there who may be the verbal abuser, um, consider this and consider what what we're talking about today and how, you know, try to put yourself in the shoes of those people that you're talking down to, you know, would you like that? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't feel good. 
if yeah. someone treats you that way. And I mean, just like Jesus said, you know, um, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. I mean, it's very true. Yeah. So. Well, I, I remember a thing that I learned in counseling uh, from my counselor. Um, I was very disappointed at one point that these people that I thought were my good friends kind of walked up and walked off or messed me over pretty bad. And I was mm-hmm. shocked. It was like, why? I could not, I could not grasp why they would do that. And she had me draw three circles. She, I drew a smaller circle in the middle of the paper. Then I drew a little bigger one around that. And then a, a larger one around that. And then she said, um, this is you. And she said, uh, in the middle here are the people that are the closest to you, like your wife, maybe your, maybe your mom and dad, if you're good, you know, if you're close to them, uh, maybe your children, if you're close to them. She said, but then in the next circle, these would be like close friends. And people that you that you would consider your close friends and everything. And then she said out of that would be people like acquaintances that you're friendly with, but they're not necessarily – you wouldn't share everything with them or anything like that. And then in the outer part of the paper are just people that you come in contact with that know you and all that jazz. She said, go ahead and fill that in and tell me who those people are in your circles. And I filled it all out. You know, I did, did that exercise. It took me 20 minutes, you know. And I hand it back to her, and then we started going through it. And I re- by the time we were done, that was like a couple weeks of, of work on that. By the time we were done, I had different expectations and different ideas of things than what reality was. And see, a lot of times we have expectations on people that aren't really um, healthy, just and, because you work with just people because you work with or they're someone on the same or, board or the same Bible study or something. It doesn't mean that they're your closest friends. And and what that tool allowed me to do was to to step back a little bit and say, okay, what's reality here? This person here. And then it doesn't hurt as bad if somebody that's just your acquaintance doesn't really care what you think. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, and, and so what happened is through that exercise, it narrowed it down. And you realize that a human being really only has a few if if that just a tiny amount of super close friends and people that mm-hmm. are super close and and uh and then you know there's really a whole bunch of people in those out, in that outer circle but there's not as many in the in the inner one but what i got myself in trouble with was thinking that there was a lot more people in the inner circle than there really was and so when you know something would happen it was like wait a minute why are these people doing this to me aren't they my best friends <laughs> but but they weren't and but I didn't know that I didn't I didn't it's, think it's that it's a problem way. with expectations. Sure, and so that that was the whole exercise: is what am I expecting? And you know, not that you have to lower your expectations, but you should have realistic expectations, and then then it helps a whole lot. So th- that helped me at least to to deal with the pain and the sting of having people treat me the way that I was treated, because mm-hmm. then I realized they really weren't super close friends, and you know they they did what they did, and a lot of times people do. Uh, things out of their own selfish nature and, and so it's okay with them and they're not really thinking about us and uh, so that helped a lot for me to realize okay they didn't do this because they hated my guts they did this because they were in survival mode and mm-hmm. and uh, and they and I didn't have as many close friends as I thought <laughs> well, and can I can I bring up one more sure Bible? you can I, one more Bible there's one, another Bible one more Bible story fact I'm mean to thing. my wife aren't I Sometimes you get in trouble. Um, But one of the things I was thinking about as we were preparing for this podcast about relationships and broken relationships is um, 
a lot of times people think, well, if they're two people and they're both Christians and they should just always get along and they should always agree. But in the New Testament, there's um, a story about um, the Apostle Paul and Barnabas. They were both like apostles or elders. I don't think actually Barnabas was more like an evangelist. But anyway, they were both followers of Jesus. And um, it came about that they got in a disagreement about a young disciple um, named Mark. And Barnabas wanted to take him. Is this the Mark that has the book in the Bible? John Mark. I, You know, I, maybe. But <laughs> anyway, I, we're ta- talking about the, edit, edit. the disagreement here. Okay. Um, Barnabas, according to historical um, documents that we've read, had a real heart for people, very compassionate, very loving, very, uh, I don't know. He was a like a mentor kind of a guy. He was called, um, was it Son of Encouragement was yes. his name? Yes. So he's just really encouraging, motivating, mentoring. And then you have Paul, who was, you know, if you read a lot of his writings in the New Testament, he was very white and black. Women should do this. Men should do that. You know, very, he was, he was raised a Pharisee, very legalistic. And they got in a disagreement about whether they should take Mark with them on this journey. And they got in such a disagreement that they ended up splitting ways. And Barnabas took Mark one way and and Paul went another way. And, you know, all that to be said is that it's okay for, for even Christians to disagree and go separate ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, later on, um, I think Paul saw that Mark had matured and actually asked for him to come to him and go on another journey. And, you know, but um, they had different expectations and different... Um, backgrounds different ways of looking at things so, so it's not disagree. all it's all not all hunky dory and marshmallow land when you so, are believers you know what, what, what i'm saying is that you can believe in the same god and yet ne- not necessarily have to walk exactly the same path you don't yeah. even have to walk it together sure. <laughs> you well, know i hope i didn't make it sound like i didn't believe her to be a christian because oh, I, d- no. I i think that there's some people are more i mean some people are more mature Christians yes. than others. And, yeah. true. and I know that she did believe in God. And, yeah. and some people just, they still have, some Christians, or uh, why am I rambling? Cut out all this rambling stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, people Christians are people. are people too. Yeah. Christians yeah. are people too. And they yeah. make mistakes. And they say stupid things sometimes, just yeah. like mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. And I think that, um, that, she just made mistakes and couldn't see that, yes. you know, that yeah. what she was doing. And it maybe it had to do with what you were saying. Maybe she was egotistical. Maybe it was her background, whatever. She still believed in God, still believed in Jesus, you know. Yeah. She just had difficulty following yes. <laughs> some of yeah. the principles. Well, I, I, so. I'll never forget sitting in the, uh, at the Meyer Clinic. And I was in a in a session with uh, somebody that was going through a major counseling session, and they had called me in because I was part of the situation. And we were talking, and 
right in the actual session. Now, these people are all believers now. And right in the middle of the session, you know, the, the counselor looks right at me. The psychologist looks right at me and says, well, what do you want from this whole situation? I said, well, I'd really like this person to apologize for all the wrong and awful things he said about me and my wife. I'd really like him to call them up and say I was wrong. And, and the counselors literally looked at me and said, well, you're not going to get that. And I, I went, what? And he goes, he's not able to. He He is in a situation where he's not able to... Actually doesn't realize he doesn't even realize what he's done is wrong. And so you're not going to get that. So you're going to have to live with this situation and, and then you're going to have to deal with it. And he goes, and I know that's not fair, but that's what it is. And so, you know, as believers in this whole situation, you're just going to have to make your peace with God about this whole thing and realize that it's not fixable at this point. And And I think that that's one of the things that's hard, whether it's your situation or the situation we've been through is realizing there isn't always going to be a repair. There isn't always going to be closure. A resolve, Because when you have someone with a personality disorder that you're dealing with, that doesn't work. (laughs) Because they'll just keep on abusing you. Right. Because the, the the problem is with their continuing abusing. Um, I don't know how to explain it. You know, because like in a healthy relationship, like you said, if someone does something wrong or says something wrong and they realize they hurt you, they go, I am so sorry. And they do their darndest not to hurt you again because they care about you. But when someone has a personality disorder and that doesn't always work (laughs) because they don't see it. So it's very interesting stuff. I, I hope that people were encouraged by this conversation and that um, maybe gave a little more some, some more tools to folks. I mean, I guess the one last question I have for you, Jen, is if you had to do it all over again, mm-hmm. what would you have done differently now that you know what you know? Um, I probably wouldn't have argued with her at all yeah you know it just made the rift wider yeah and caused stress for you it did and it didn't solve anything she wasn't willing to see what she was doing so what was the point in the arguing but um yeah Yeah. so i wouldn't i wouldn't say i i wouldn't be i can't say that i would not be her friend because I, with all of this bad stuff I've talked about that sh- that happened between us, there were good times too. Sure, you know, sure there all there always is. Yes, yeah, yeah. I did genuinely have um, consider her a friend at one point. Sure. So I sure. wouldn't say that I would not be her friend again. You do know? you do you sure. think knowing what you know now, if you got that sense about someone again? That you would maybe guard your heart though, and not choose to be a close friend with someone if you kind of picked up that me-centeredness or that pushiness that someone has? I have. I have um, kept myself away from people like that, and and almost to an extreme, really, which I'm not sure if it's a good thing or not. I, I know. Um, I know what you're saying. If, if I sense that someone's like that or if I've been told they're like that or if I, I witness them being that way, I will not engage 
Yeah. If they talk to me, I'll give them an answer and that's it. You know, and you, I, yeah. you choose I to be friendly, to but not, <laughs> like I, I said, I wouldn't even say that I'm being friendly, actually. Okay. Yeah. That's the part I'm saying, I'm not civil. sure if right or not. Civil. Just kind of like, I'm being civil, not friendly. <laughs> so, sometimes that's as good as we can get is civil. <laughs> yeah. And really, I think, I don't know that, I think it probably just stems from having a negative, um, a situation or experience sure, in the sure. past with people like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, I guess we, in, in, we are like guess, that too. Yeah. I guess I what you were saying, you were asking me if I was gun shy and I said, no, I would have to change my answer because I, in the end, I guess I am because I yeah. don't well, go and, out of my way to be friendly not, towards people like that. And I'm not sure that's necessarily so, bad. Maybe to an extreme it is, but I, yeah. I think the pendulum does swing this way and then that way. And, and as time goes on, I think some things get healed up and then we have a little more wisdom than we yeah. did. I'll tell you, we have a lot more compassion for people now than we ever did before because we didn't understand before, you know, the type of people that were in the world. We had no yeah. idea. And and now that we know, um, I would say that that's very valid. I mean, that's exactly what we, I mean, that's exactly what I'm going through. Is that You got to learn how to trust people. And then there's some people that you just have to learn not to, not to engage. Well, and it's okay not to trust some people. It is. I mean, Absolutely. you can. Trust is earned. It's not just Like given. I said to my kids at a very young age, you know, be kind to everyone, but you don't have to let everybody in your heart. Yeah. You know, um, you can be kind to someone from arm's length. <laughs> you yep, don't have to very true. let everybody inside. Well, Jen, we are just so thrilled that you were on the program. And we we love it when you make comments. We love your emails. And we love following you on Twitter. And you and Angela do such a great job on the Anomaly podcast. We're so we're blessed to know you. You're a great friend. So thank you to you and Dave for being such great friends to us. And uh, even though we've never actually met each other, no, uh, we we're feel- going to remedy that one day. Yeah, and I have to say that um, I love your show, and I listen to it as often as I can. And and both of you are are people that I wish lived right next door to me. <laughs> <laughs> we we you, feel the same way. You don't about know you. how many times we've been tempted to move to Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a come few on times. <laughs> I'll say, y'all, come on. <laughs> yeah, if it if it wasn't for so much of our family being here, we probably would probably have. Probably would have moved. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. I don't know if you could deal with the heat. Really, don't know. If yeah. You could deal with the heat probably right not. Now. Probably not. Rick couldn't. I maybe could. I I think I'm part lizard. I like warm. I I love warm, and he likes it cold. That's so. it from now on. Oh no, it's not warm. It's hot. Yeah. Iguana Amy right here, Iguana everybody. Iguana Amy. Yes, I I do yeah. like I do like soaking in some warmth. But she we, does. I mean, we have only had like two days above 80 degrees and I'm talking maybe 81 Yeah. this whole summer. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, if you, if someone <laughs> likes a, a very temperate, moderate climate, Hi, then Grays my, my Harbor, Washington is a place oh, for Jay. them because it's, you know, <laughs> we're doing good to get 65 or 70 in the summer. So uh, actually 65, 70s are winter. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of times, not all the time. Wow. It doesn't get cold here. That's so different not. for us. Yeah. yeah. We we don't have uh, a lot of extreme cold here, though, either. We only have a couple of weeks that get, you know, below 35 or yeah. so. It's usually. Yeah, well, if people wanted to um, listen to your program or contact you some way or, or uh, listen to all the cool things that you and Angela talk about, how could they find you? Well, Our podcast is, um, let me explain first our podcast. It's a geek girl show. It's called Anomaly. 
Um, I would say it's rated PG-13. Um, <laughs> not exactly in the vein of Take Him With You, secular. Well, um, but it's... it's- it's funny because usually you aren't very PG thirteen. <laughs> no, you're not so bad. You're, no, Gee. you're fine. <laughs> but yeah, oh, but sometimes are you saying we're not PG to where are. I no, think you're more. No, like, I don't think maybe you PG. are usually. Maybe PG. Oh, okay. Every so once in a while, down. every once in a while, maybe when you, um, I think there is some episodes of Star Trek that were maybe some PG thirteen episodes yes, of Star that's Trek. That's what I'm specifically referring. Um, to. Pro- probably just a couple of them. <laughs> That we were making fun of some of the worst episodes. In yes, Trek, so. and it was really funny that Angela was embarrassed to well, say some of the things that they were making fun of. Well, now, now, Jan, wait a minute now. Is it just for women to listen to, or can guys listen no, to it? No, guys can listen to it, too. Oh, I had in to say fact, that, because I listen yeah. to every episode. Yeah, yeah, but we don't make our show about the fact that, you know, we're uh, chicks. That we're just We just talk about... Um, what we like, which is science fiction, fantasy, and anything that's science or sci, you know, geek related, geek culture or whatever. Sure. Um, we just happen to be women, and we do do a lot of we do do shows sometimes that are from the women's perspective, but um, guys are well, welcome too. In fact, we have a name for for men um, that are geeky, and it's singularities. So we're anomalies, uh, and guys are singularities. singularities. Wow, cool. <laughs> I like that. Now, you do know that we wore anomaly t-shirts to the art show that yes. Rick and I did. Thank you so much for you're, buying you're, them. That was very welcome. nice of you, yeah, and I, I got a real kick out of seeing the both of you wearing them. At your <laughs> it was, it was awesome. awesome. And people asked us about it and everything, and they took I, pictures. Some people took pictures of us with the shirt, and went, I'm sure they've checked you guys out. Yeah, yeah, we were. Um, right, they had a whole article about Rick in the paper. So yeah, it was cool. Oh, that was awesome. Love mm-hmm. the Andorian bird on the T-shirt. Fantastic. Yeah, the Andorian antennas are the best. Yes, they are. <laughs> very, very cool. You know where that comes from, right? I'm not sure. Well, there's a there was a graphic on our old site, and we used to use it for our album arts for our podcast. That yeah. was a photograph of pigeons sitting on a um on a, like a on a street, street sign. sign. Yeah, I remember and, that. Three of the pigeons were cocking their heads funny towards one of the pigeons off to on the other end of the And he the had the little site. antennas. And so yeah, no, well I manipulated the photo so that it was a blue pigeon with antennas. That's so they had awesome. a reason to be looking at them strangely. <laughs> <laughs> so that everyone loved that graphic. So yep, I, I, loved it. I made it a t shirt design. Well, it was perfect. It's absolutely really cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so they can get a hold of you over at anomalypodcast.com, right? Yes, sir. And you guys are also on iTunes. We are. Okay. And uh, just search for Anomaly okay. or Anomaly Podcast. And um, uh, you can find us on Twitter. It's at Anomaly Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Anomaly Podcast. Um, so, yeah. That's Excellent. where you can find us. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Jen, for being on the show. We appreciate it. We're going to have to have you and Dave back on for a couple interview. That'll be fun. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, we'll do Definitely. that. We'll do that soon. That'll be that'll be. We need be to great. do one that's a what's a friendly episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, we always be complaining about something. <laughs> we'll talk about. Well, let's talk about creative stuff. It'll be fun. Okay, that would be that would be good. Oh, I would love to do that. All right, excellent. Thank you, Jen, for everything. We appreciate you. Thank you. You got a friend. People can be so cold. They'll hurt you and desert you Well, they'll take your soul if you let them all
Big thanks to Jen for being on the program with us. That was not a great interview. It was awesome. Well, I think it was really fascinating. You know, it's not a real uplifting topic, but I think it's something that we all deal with at times in our life. Mm -hmm. And especially the longer that we live, the more we have different relationships over our life. And we do run into people that are very difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also, you know, life is, is really short. We don't have a lot of time here. And we might as well you know, develop good relationships that are healthy and strong and that make life worth living. Because really that's what it's all about is being able to uh, to live life in a, in a way where we can help others and, and get a lot out of life because, you know, we're a steward over it. Mm-hmm. So thank you again, Jen. Yeah, that was very nice that you've been on the podcast a couple times now. And yeah, we really well, like that. And the other thing too, I know it's, it's hard to talk about something like that when it was so personal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things I appreciate about my friends that I have from all over the world now online is that, uh, you know, some people would, would give us a hassle and say, well, they're not really friends. They're not really real. But they are some of the most real people that we know. They share their lives. We may not be able to see them personally, but we certainly can hear their heart and they, they share their their hearts with us. And I think it's really encouraged a lot of people all over the world, mm-hmm. um, like last week when we had uh, Natalie and Meds on. And the other times when we have different people on from around the world, there's just so really such cool people. I've got a, a friend of mine from um, from uh, New Jersey uh, named Phil who's going to be on the program. And he is a believer that went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And now he's on the other side of it and, you know, trying to get back into life and, you know, and he has a really great thing to share with us and, and we'll get to know him a little bit more. And But that's vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know. When, when Jen shares about the friendship that went sour on her, that's vulnerable. Uh, when Meds and Natalie share about how they, you know, how they get along in their marriage, and, you know, that's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say thank you to all of our friends out there that are, are willing to get on the program and share. We've got another great interview coming up with uh, Daniel and Laura from the mm-hmm. U.K. Um, that I think will be really, really good. Talking about um, raising small children and and their faith and what they're doing in life. And it should be very encouraging, I think, to, to, to folks. And then we've got another person that... Um, yeah, one of my friends um, that I, I go to church with, um, she had um, her marriage go south. Uh-huh. Not that that was her intention at all. They, no. She no. and her husband served as pastors for yeah. probably 25 so, and years. And she has a really and... unique perspective on it. And I think a lot of really good tips on recovering, mm-hmm. which which is really important to... And to, she's gone to, to several do. conferences on recovering yeah. from divorce. I yeah. think she's going to have quite a bit of good um, information and, and, and you, When we say divorce, you know, obviously not everybody listening to our podcast has been divorced. But I can say this. We've all had relationships break up at one mm-hmm. point in our lives. 
And uh, and sometimes I think, like we said in the interview, the, the hardest part is the non-resolve part of it. So how do we get get on with life? And and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that. But well, but we need to yeah, close it down now. We cause... need to close it down. But I was going to say one last thing is yeah. that even if your immediate family hasn't been affected by divorce, Some... both of us have aunts and uncles sure. who've gone through that. Yeah. So cousins have oh, suffered yeah. from friends that. And... Friends and. So, um, if anything, you know, we can learn how to be compassionate and help others through that, even if we aren't going through that ourselves. Yep. So stay tuned again and tuned. I always do that because I was in radio for years. Um, download the podcast again sometime. <laughs> hey, if you want to get a hold of us, we would love to hear from you. If you want to donate to the podcast to keep us going, and so that Amy doesn't have to work a, a bunch and and kill herself out there in the in the weeding world. Weeding. <laughs> You're in the weeding world. Well, she yeah, does landscaping. I do a couple landscaping jobs and but the but jobs. the more donations that come in, the less you have to go out, which is really I'm really quite cool. For about ten different households now. Yes, you have yeah. a lot going on, but but God has blessed us, and yeah. so. You know, we're not like desperate, but uh, I could use some more work too. So just mm-hmm. pray for us. And if you get a chance and you want to support us, you can send something in PayPal. Uh, our PayPal address is rick at takehimwithyou.com. And or you can get Amy to our, at takehimwithyou.com. No, 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 Amy at takehimwithyou.com will not. It doesn't get there? Not for PayPal, no. Oh, not for For PayPal. email it is. For email, sorry. But if they want to donate on PayPal, they just have to go to takehimwithyou.com and click on the donate button. Okay. That's really easy. Uh, but you can reach us if you'd like to talk to us. That's what I thought we were talking uh, about. And we got some really good emails this last week. So thank you to all those that emailed. Mm-hmm. We had one guy that's downloaded all the podcasts and is listening to them in sequence mm. and uh, wrote us a really nice email and said how much they're really enjoying the program. Got others that are kind of going through it as well. And mm-hmm. and a brand new, uh, a wonderful lady from, uh, is it France? Where is she? Germany? I can't remember where she is at. But uh, she she wrote us a really nice yeah, email as well. So thank you, everybody, for doing that and uh, get a hold of us. We would love to hear from you. You can visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rick.moyer. Or facebook.com slash amy.moyer. And as always, you can visit our, our uh, wonderful video blog at youtube.com slash rickmoyer777. And we would love to hear from you. By the way... The Take Him With You podcast is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2011. All rights reserved. Okay, everybody, have a great day. We'll see you next time on Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
Ah, Taking With You with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around. And we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine, because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if you join us. Hey, Guildies, this is Kenny from Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast that coincides with a new episode of The Guild, and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set for the filming of Season 5, and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew as they finish their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of The Guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kim Evie, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun, behind-the-scenes information. Hello, Dan here. Well, you have impeccable taste since you're listening to this wonderful podcast. It's one of my favourites too. If you feel that you could squeeze another show into your regular listening though, why don't you give mine a go? It's called Out of Range and I talk about the things I love. Everything from geeky TV, classic toys and brand new technology and gadgets. You may find something you like or be introduced to something you've never heard of. Search for Out of Range in iTunes or go to the website at dangelous.com slash outofrange. I'd love to hear from you. Happy listening. Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because? Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce. And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House. And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward. And I'm one of the co-hosts of the MASH 4077th podcast. And you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that, well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts. Yep, like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows. Like Lost? Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written. And we'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why? Just because... Visit us at because.podbean.com and in iTunes. Just because.